guys, welcome to episode 120 of Inside the Cage, the uh, UK's best MMA-only podcast, I may say. What the fuck happened there? You started to have that fucking... Did you forget to tell you what's happening? What do you mean? I don't know, there was a slight pause, as if you were going to say something, then you stopped. Well, normally I... Uh, normally I have my own, like, wee clock going, and I've kind of forgot, so I've no idea how long we've been going, or how long, you know, it's just my name ones, but... You know, we always time it and try and keep it, you know, as sociable as always. So it just gives me a guide. So you maybe well, need to give you me... get a fucking move on. I'll give you a shout, right? Just give me hand signals when we get to like twenty-five minutes or something, yeah, and just tell me to move on. How are you, mate? You well? I'm good, man. How are you? No bad, no bad. Couple of weeks off, eh? Yeah, a wee bit of time, man. A wee bit of family stuff to deal with. It's just why these things, man. Life gets in the way as always for us. So I think that's going to be a recurring theme. I think I'm afraid for a bit because. One of us is getting married in a couple of weeks, so um, I think there's going to be a bit of disruption the next few weeks, to be honest. But hey, we'll, we'll still be here. We'll not be disappearing, guys. If you do notice there's a wee gap in between episodes, we're not disappearing. We will be here. It's just um, things. life life takes over for a bit, you know? Exactly. Things get in the way, and just one of these things, we're not exactly full-time journalists who do this for a fucking living, so... We'll do it because we like it, you know what I mean? That's why we're shite at it. Um, well, man, I hope... <laughs> Well, can I so, take, I take a grave offence to that statement? Say what you want to be yourself, but fuck's sake. On this uh, episode, this week, guys, we'll cover the UFCs in the weekend, Barboza, Chikadze. We'll look ahead to UFC from this weekend and a very special one championship card. We'll talk about that briefly at the end. And Mark will finish with his news and his fight announcement of the week, as usual. So let's get started. Um, UFC and ESPN, Barboza versus Chikadze, UFC and ESPN 30, I think it was UFC Vegas 35, I think. So um, headlined by Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikadze and also the two, I suppose you could call it two co-mains rather than one co-main were the finals of the Ultimate Fighter, Volkanovski versus Ortega. Um, aye, where to start with this, mate? There's fucking millions to talk about on this. Yeah, you go to start obviously Chicago performance in the night, fucking probably. Can I, you know how good Chicago is, but I think he kind of took that up an even other level on Saturday night against Barboza. And it's not as if Barboza was like pretty shite on the night or anything. They probably won maybe the second round, and even the first round, it wasn't bad. It just Chicago had in that third round, took out a second, got into third, into fourth, and just fucking. Destroyed Edson Barboza in the end, man. It's fucking. It was actually scary, kind of how good and how not easy he finished him in the end, but it was just. It was sensational. Like, I know everybody kind of spoke about him as a contender and stuff like that, but there's no doubt now that he is a fucking contender. Like, he's probably maybe, what, maybe two fights away from a title shot, maybe? I think he's not far away. I think Barboza's a name. Barboza's maybe not a name in the uh, the featherweight rankings, um, but. He's, you know, he's he's definitely a a name, Barbosa. You know, like he's somebody that people know. He's he's the leg kick king, so he's the kicking king. Um, and I think, I mean, I know he's ranked tenth. Well, obviously he was ranked higher than he was ranked ninth, right? Which is fine. But until you know, people know Barbosa because he was lightweight. But he, I mean, yeah, I mean, Chikadze. I mean, if he fights anybody in that top five, he's automatically putting himself in position to go. Right, the winner of Max Ortega, listen, I'm here, or the winner of the following fight after that, I'm here. You know, it's it's um, yeah, guys, the guy's class, mate. I mean, 
he was talking obviously after the uh, on Twitter and all these fights and all that talking about um, uh, calling out Holloway to say best boxer versus best striker and you know what I think overall as a striker there can't be many better than no I think as an all round striker in every department I definitely man um, we've always known how good his kickings was when he kicked to the body kicked to the head you've seen it so many different times and um, his hands were but I was pretty good. You've also got to set a nice card. But I think, I can't remember. I don't, think, I don't remember ever seeing him knocking somebody out like that with his hands. Maybe I'm talking after Gash. Um, usually there's a head kick involved in there somewhere. Um, I usually a head kick just to go. So beat Jamie Simmons to beat Cup Swanson with kicks and then punches to finish. Whereas that's really, that's probably his first, that's that is his first finish in the UFC with just punches. Um and it showed how good his striking was and how accurate it was, man. There's there's so many good fights in that division, man. You remember an Arnold Allen, Calvin Cater as well, Yair Rodriguez. There's so many guys. It's arguably the best division for striking. There's no really a an out and out wrestler. There's nobody at that high level in that division. They're all kind of basically strikers. I know Volkanovski got a wee bit of wrestling, but it's, he's not a wrestler. That's not his probably his number one thing, I would say. So. It's, it's a proper old school, not old school, it's a proper striking division, that one. And it's fucking sensational when you look at the guys that are in there. You could easily make any fight against anyone and you're going to get an absolute fucking barnstorm on them. Um, There's definitely a couple of guys in there who could wrestle fuck out of Chikadze. Like Ige probably could. Mitchell definitely could. You know, Ortega as well. Ortega's jiu-jitsu, you know, is different class as well. But I do totally agree with what you're saying. The majority of guys there, including guys like Ortega, um... And Danny will strike with your cards, they'll go for it. Um, I just, I honestly think he's now ranked eight. Obviously, that's a good thing about doing the podcast. We'll be later in the week. You can see the rankings have changed. I know, updated rankings. That was handy, wasn't it? <laughs> Giga been ranked eighth, mate. See the seven names above him? Maybe Barr and Josh Emmett. But a fight with any one of those top six, uh, for me, is absolutely class. Any one of them. Obviously, it won't be Ortega. Probably won't be Holloway, I don't think. Um, but I mean I know some of the guys are obviously scheduled to fight as it is but any one of them would be brilliant Arnold Allen versus Giga Chikadze would be good the only problem with that is I don't want Arnold Allen to fight Giga Chikadze um, but no. I, I think honestly mate I think that, that if the, the prospects of fights in that division with him are outstanding Aye you could pick him mate and you could just make an absolute sensational fight Um I think I read, I heard somebody, I read, read somebody saying fighting zombie would be a fucking great shout as well. That'd be fucking, that would just be, mate, there is, there's fight after fight in that division that would just make sense for Chikadze no matter what. There's there's not a bad fight for me. There's, no. um, and the, the level that he fought at on Saturday night, considering how good, let's be honest, Edson Barbos actually was, because I said before, he wasn't, Edson Barbosa didn't fight badly. He was just beaten by a better man on the night. And that's, that's exactly it. what happened, man. Um, it makes it sensational, as I said before. It puts me straight in that conversation. And, oh, man, honestly, I just... It, it seems like a wee kind of division, man. There's eight guys up there. Just make a wee tournament. Fuck it. Just get stuck into a wee tournament. Um, there's a couple of divisions you could do the exact same thing. Um, and it'd be fucking brilliant, man. It'd be absolutely class to do something like that. But we'll see what happens. That You just don't know where they're going to go, man. It's, just, it's weird. That's the thing. It, could, it literally could go anywhere. Um... I'm really excited to see how it goes um, and go from there. I think 
I just I like watching him. His style's good. He's exciting to watch. It's terrifying watching him try and defend though. Like um, when he's under pressure, for strikes. It's terrifying that whole going backwards, no really having his hands up, kind of flicking his hands like a, oh, don't hit me, that kind of part. It, it scares the life out of me, but he somehow manages to do it, man. It's, it's something else. Um, I guess the other side of that coin, what about Edson? Yeah, I don't know. Um, for Boza, the man is a bit in a weird situation. Obviously, fought a lightweight before. That's where he made his name. He's three probably... Wins, three wins in nine. We've probably taken that step down to featherweight to to get another title run because I don't think it was obviously going to happen at lightweight. No. If he can thinks he can make that a featherweight, no problem. Which obviously fair place a couple of wins in a row. Beat Amakani, beat Shane Burgos. It weren't bad wins, um, but um, yeah, I don't know what's next for Edson Barboza because it's a bit as a bit of a strange one because this is. It was like it was his last run at the title type thing, or last run at a title. Um, and I really don't know where he goes for here. Um, as you say, obviously lost, he lost his featherweight debut at Danny Eager straight off the bat. Obviously lost a couple, lost like four out of five in the lightweight divisions before that. He's not going to go back up there because I think pretty much every day in the lightweight division he's fucking fought. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's next for Edson Barboza I, I, I really can't call it and I don't maybe it depends on what maybe fights he's got in his contract maybe just a couple of fights to fight his contract maybe you've seen him maybe at some point go to I know something let's call it a day you go and maybe make some more money elsewhere if that's what you want to do but um, if we can't be involved in making a run at a title then maybe he wants to do that himself yeah yeah, it's a shame, mate. It's a shame it's kind of happened with that. But I, I think, I think, listen, he's always exciting to watch, no matter who he fights. Um, well, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the UFC want to keep him about just for the entertaining fights. Close. Make him a top ten guy. Make him that guy that you've got to beat to get into that top ten. But I don't know if Eds and Barbos would want to do that. As I said, he made that jump down to featherweight to f- fight for a title or to get to a title shot, and I don't think that's going to happen now. Yeah, I agree, mate. What about hockey? I guess we should move on and talk about um, tough. Yeah, fair enough. Obviously, we never done a review last a preview last week, and the two guys were sitting in the pub Saturday night looking at it. Then my predictions weren't me, and the two guys looked at it, and we obviously didn't realise I had done. I didn't really look at anything all week, but not busy with bits and pieces. And I looked at the four guys, so obviously as a co-main event as such, um, and went, "Who the fuck are these four cunts?" Now, I've not kept up with Tough this year. I did actually record all of Tough and just never got a chance to watch any of it. Um, what, do mean, what do you mean record it? Was it on BT? It was on BT, eh? I did not know that. It was on BT, I recorded it all. Sitting on the Virgin Box, eight episodes or well, ten episodes, whatever it was. Tell you what, I maybe would have went back and watched it if that wasn't shite on Saturday. And I know that's harsh. I know that's harsh, right? These guys do this for a living and it's always something I hate doing. I hate judging these guys for something that I could never ever do, right? But I'm entitled to my opinion. And although the bantamweight was a good fight, I just don't see the ability in these four guys, mate. The fight between Battle and Urbina I thought was kind of shite, to be honest. And although the fight between Tursios and Highstand was decent, the, the quality of two guys wasn't great, if that makes sense. Like, together they created a good fight because they're the good level together. But overall, I don't see either guy get going anywhere. I think 
Bartler versus has been out, I it was a bit nah. Um I think Bartle's always gotta come through in the end to win the fight. Um and it it proved he probably was the best probably the best, arguably the best middleweight um in the tournament. Obviously bet he beat well spoke about Andre Petrovsky earlier on who actually beat um to get this far as well. So and that that's why it's arguable because we know soon how good Petrovsky was. Um, Tercio's high stand one, high stand one. Yeah, I know what you mean. The two guys were probably at similar levels, but I think the difference for me with that and maybe where they're going to go in their career is that Tercio's is twenty eight, twenty nine, whereas high stand was at twenty two. Right. So I think if high stand maybe goes away, with signs for an LFA, something like that, goes and does maybe three, four years there, works on things. I think there's potential in somebody like Barry High Stand, especially taking and a pretty experienced guy like Ricky Tercio, who was quite hard and obviously did win the fight in the end. But I think there's definitely potential in High Stand to go challenge at a later date. He's six or seven years behind Tercio and he's fighting at the same level as him. So yeah. I think that maybe shows maybe the level that maybe High, high Stand could actually take up a step or two. Um, I think that's probably what, that's probably what I was most impressed of out of the four probably was the fact that High Stand was so young and fighting at that good a level. Um, don't get me wrong, I think Battle and Tercio are still both good fights in the UFC. They'll probably come in and have some good fun, but to see these guys probably getting ever near a title, I doubt it. I'd be very surprised. Look, two of them might come in, work hard, make the one fight, push it up a level again, keep pushing, keep pushing, and keep pushing, and all of a sudden, boom, they're fighting for titles and we don't know how it's happened, but I would just be very surprised if that happened, to be honest. Yeah, I would be too, mate, to be honest. I just, I don't know, I just wasn't over... No, I mean, Brian Battle's 26, so he's still just a baby as well, mate, in terms of it, right? But, I don't know, I just wasn't over... I wasn't watching it going, my God, these four guys are absolutely class. Like, you see guys that come on for the Contenders, I don't watch the Contender series, right, but you see guys come on the show, it's on me, on the show, you see guys come on, you know, main events and, you know, cards and from the Contenders, you think, my God, where have these guys been fighting? They're absolutely brilliant. Look at Sean O'Malley. But then none of these four guys really spur me. Although I agree with you about high standing, maybe he just needs a couple more years, mate, and he'll maybe get to that level. But again, I wasn't blown away by anybody. That was the thing. Um, but listen, I say it's my well, opinion. As well, really the guy out of the tough that probably I was most impressed with in the night was Andre Petroski. Yeah, I agree. Um, he beat Michael Gilmore earlier on in the, in the card, and maybe the, maybe the standard of fighter he was up against maybe wasn't at that level. But the way he did it and the way he got rid of him in the end was probably what impressed me the most. Um, he's a big middleweight. He's wide as anything. He's big. He's tough. He looks strong. The funny, he looks like a motherfucking scary motherfucking dude. I wouldn't want to meet him in an aisle. An aisle. I, I thought that about Battle. I thought Battle was massive. Hey, but he's not scary. He's not built. Oh, Petrovsky's got that good growl and that beard, man. He just looked a bit kind of like he would rip he your heat off. He looked actually evil. Mm. Um, I just get that look about him as if you just wouldn't want to meet him because he's just going to fucking battle. He's going to do fuck at you, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, aye, so at the six probably it came for tough. He was probably the one I was most impressed with, ironically, even though he was the one that was actually mm. in the final. Um, him, then Highstad, then Battle, then Tercios. If you really want to be all done, they're kind of top four. So no, I didn't, didn't even that bother you, thanks. Thought I'd give you that, mate, anyway. That's my. <laughs> that's my. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people were kind of sceptical of Tough when it came back, especially with the characters they picked to do. I mean, Ortega's not exactly the most 
charismatic. Correct, entertainer of human being. Um, Volkanovski does look a bit more, but even then, Volkanovski isn't exactly. You know, you're not you're not watching all Volkanovski on Instagram and that all the time. Do you know what I mean? So it maybe wasn't a great choice. But listen, it came back. It obviously was a relatively big success. These two guys have went on and won their relatively their relative. Uh, division, so fair play to them. And they say Andrew Petrovsky, look, Petrovsky looks good, so that's another one to look forward to as well. Where do you want to hit the rest of this, man? Because as I say, we could literally talk about any of it. There's a British interest, there's some controversy, there's some fucking daylight robberies, there's some good performances, some guys that maybe finish with the UFC. There's hundreds to talk about, man. Pick one. Let's go for it. Oh, well, well, for me, there's... <sighs> I think I said to you, I said earlier, there was, there's four guys on this before this card who are probably maybe fighting for their MMA careers a wee bit, their UFC careers, sorry, shall I say, just right. because of the way their, their records have been. Um, four of them were Kevin Lee, Jared Mershaw, Sam Alvey, probably Darren Stewart for me, were the four that were kind of fighting for their careers. Um, Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez. I always fancied Rodriguez. I don't know why. I think the fact that Kevin Lee is massive. I think the fact that Kevin Lee's been out for so long as well. He's not really a welterweight. He's not really a lightweight. I don't really know. But Kevin Lee needs a fucking 165 division. That's what Kevin Lee needs. He can't make 155, healthily. Um, he probably could. If he could write people in place, maybe if he put a bit of like, not effort, because that's harsh, I don't want to say that, but... He could probably could, but he struggles with it. We know that. And one seventy is too big for him, mate. It's as simple as that. Um, guys like Rodriguez, I don't even think Rodriguez is that big a weight. He's a big weight, but he's not like huge. If you know what I mean. Um, he's six foot, still a decent height as well. I, so. I meant kind of like bulky, mate. I meant like just kind of monster. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he is a big boy, but I, I, I definitely I've seen him look bigger actually. To be fair, I know it was in short notice, Danny Rodriguez. Um, it was definitely like he was carrying a bit of weight, but then that's short notice, that's what happens. But um, I just love Daniel Rodriguez, man. He's so hard and so tough, man. He's so hard to put away. And at the end of the fight, it was like two weeks' notice, man. Give me a week's notice. I'm in. He moved to Vegas. He moved to fight with John, Big John. Oh my God. Wood. That's him. John Wood and at Syndicate because of that reason he basically said I moved there because I want to be in Vegas so that if I get the call I can be ready like that I love that shit man that just shows he's just passionate about it and just wants to fight he just loves fighting I think if he was in a, a UFC or MMA fighter he'd probably one of these guys who's doing a problem on Saturday night looking for a fucking fight just because he just loves fighting and um, since, fe- since February last year he's fought seven times and right. he's also had he's had fights cancelled in the middle of that do you know what I mean he just loves it and like it's not as if Fuck's sake, he's worked six out of eight, seven fights, do you know what I mean? It's like, even the one to Dalby wasn't exactly fucking clear-cut either, from what I remember. Yeah. Well, that's so, the thing, the one against the one against Dalby was a bit of a shock. We loved Dalby, and I probably picked Dalby that night, but I think we watched that, and we were quite shocked that Dalby won that. So, yeah. um, he's just he's just so hard to put away. I was, do you know what? I've always been quite a critic of Kevin Lee because I've never really seen it. Um, no, sorry, that's not true. I've always seen the, the potential, but he's always just kind of been a, a bit of a damp squib. I actually thought he looked not bad here. I think he just came up against a better seasoned guy, to be honest. He looked okay. Um, Aye, I'm not saying... Listen, mate, everyone keeps saying Lee's get the skills, Lee's get the skills. He could be a, he could be a, a world beater, he could be the main man. And I, I actually, do you know what? I probably can see it a wee bit, but nowhere near... What he should be, man. This guy should be. This guy should be top of the division. Do you know what I mean? He's 
He looks the part. He's, he's, he does look like he's got skills. He just kind of part. He has got skills. You've seen him for the skills, mate. It's... You just kind of seem to put them together. I mean, that, that KO of Gregor Gillespie, I think will go down as one of my all-time favourite KOs. It's absolutely fucking savage. Okay, it's a KO. Like, I mean, you still have to have the skills to knock somebody out like that. Um, I mean, you look at the guys he's lost to, mate. You know, Tony Ferguson, Ali Aquinto. Okay, maybe that's no judgment. RDA, legend. Charles Lavera, current lightweight champ. These are, these are legends, mate. Do you know what I mean? These are um, guys who are, like, obviously one's in the lightweight champ. One was... You know, Tony Ferguson's, I mean, come on, RDA, ex-champ, you know, it's 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 not that bad, but I think it's just all the things surrounding him. He's only fought once since, or sorry, twice since November 2019. All these things add up, and I feel for him a wee bit. I really do. I'm starting to feel for him. I never used to really like him at first, but I'm kind of starting to feel for him a bit. I kind of feel as if he's, maybe it's time, as you and I have said before, that he takes a step back goes and fights for LFA or PFL, maybe not PFL, it's maybe still a wee bit big, but goes and wins a title somewhere, you know. I think I, I think a fresh start wouldn't do any harm, man. I think in a way, maybe try and make 155 in our promotion that's maybe not in the limelight as much. It's not a case of, oh, boom, you've missed Kevin Lee's, Kevin Lee's missed weight again. If he misses weight and maybe... Even a Bellator or a PFL, to be honest, mate. PFL fucks them if he misses weight in PFL. But either yeah. or, if you go away at the organisations and you miss weight, you're not going to be plastered all the fucking front of MMA fighting or Sherdog, BJ Penn.com, any of they kind of ones, do you know what I mean? The, the website, you're not going to be in front of it going, oh, fuck's sake, Kevin, missed, Kevin Lee missed weight again or Kevin Lee fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he needs that wee bit of spotlight taken off him, maybe. Maybe maybe walking away or getting told look Kev it's, it's not quite your time mate maybe if you go away and has a couple of years of doing really well man's wins an R4-5 fights in a row and he's maybe he goes back to the UFC point he's no 28 he's not, he's not old at all man lightweight division light or welterweight division you could easily fight to your 35 36 so he's got time on his hands oh, to maybe right. take that step back and maybe come back to the UFC and I think I think it wouldn't do any harm. Well, not that will happen. I really don't know. I think I, I read something that day sort of day and I saying he's not sure what Kevin Lee's future actually is now. So I think I think when you're hearing things like that, that wouldn't be that wouldn't surprise me if maybe um, the doors kind of opened up for Kevin Lee to um, to walk out of it and eventually end up. Yeah, I, I agree. I think listen, there's definitely things running. I think going away and resetting would be fine from I say he's 28 loads of years you know what I mean he could go away and have four or five fights somewhere else and come back when he's 30 and be ready to maybe try again mate and see he's, he's got the tools he's got the chart he looks the part he's got everything you probably want in a UFC champion he just kind of seem to put it together it's weird yeah. man what's next for Big Danny are you looking further up that rankings now are you trying to I mean what are you doing because he's, he's no ranked is he no as far as I'm aware mate no he is he's nearly ranked now um to be honest, you could give him anywhere between 10 and 15, and I think it'd make an interesting fight, it'd make a fun fight. Um, yeah. I, I think beyond that, there's, I think that's his, I think that's his level. I think, I think pushing him into the Thompsons and Masvidal's or Kaysers is maybe a wee bit too far. Maybe Magni could maybe have fun with Magni, and Abel yeah. Mohammed maybe run about that, that's probably, I would say that's his, that's his level. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be thinking he'd be, chat, he'd be fighting a Luke here and Edwards or a Burns anytime soon, put it that way. Not yet, no, not yet, definitely not. But, yeah, he's, he's good fun. He's always good to watch, and that's the main thing, man. What do you say about Rodriguez? 
Uh, yeah. I played Mearshart, by the way. What a funny shot was that. I don't know how he fucking came by with that one. Fucking dirty Robin bastard. I can't, I'm surprised, man. See, I even thought at one point that ref was going to stop that because at one point it was pretty bad in that first round. Um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been that shocked. I wouldn't have been like, oh, my God, that was a really bad stoppage if it had been stopped. I can't even remember the moment, mate, but there was a moment I was like, wow, that's... I actually thought it should have been... Not should have been. I actually just was like, well, fuck, that might get stopped. Um, it obviously didn't in the end. Um, but, yeah, fair play, man. Dug it, dug it out. He's got a habit of that, though. Big Jerry, if he keeps himself, you know, in the fight, he, he can he can do it, mate. He can always just grab an arm, grab a neck, grab a leg and choke you the fuck out. He's done it a hundred times before, do you know what I mean? He has indeed, mate. Um, he's just one of these guys. He, he never looks bad either, which is a weird one. He always I mean, all, just looks like a quail or like, I don't these, care if he walks in type thing. Um all his wins since, well, since July 2018, all his wins since Oscar Picota, all four have been by, sorry, five have been by uh, submission. Do you know what I mean? He's a 25 submission wins out of 33 wins, mate. I mean... We know what he is. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing with Jeremy Shad, he knows what he is, and sort of staying off, staying off the deck and stuff like that, and... I thought Muradov was going to do that in the end, but obviously we're shot fucking different ideas and go to win eventually, so. That's it. Fair play at Big Jerry. Yeah. Anything else? I mean... Well, will we go down Stewart? Because the news today was released that Darren Stewart's actually been released by the UFC. Yeah, it's not a shock. Uh, like, Darren Stewart's... Darren Stewart, in fact... Darren Stewart's in a weird situation as well where he's probably too small to be a light heavyweight but he's too big to be a middleweight. Yeah. Um, and I think you've seen that when he fought Jacob, uh, Jacoby or Jacoby, I don't know how about they say his name. Because um, he looked fucking huge. He was like fucking six foot four and fucking six foot four wide as well. The guy was fucking massive. Uh, just, as soon as I seen him, I went... Fuck it, sized. I know that's fucked, man. That's, I don't fancy down straight here now. And after I put on my predictions, if I really thought about it and I thought about the size of Jacob, I went, nah, because he's just too small to be a light heavyweight. You know, I watched that in the house on Saturday um, after the pub, and the two years both gasped when they seen the two of them stand next to each other. Like when they came, when they were introducing them at the side octagon, didn't really notice, but it was when they actually came together in the middle of the octagon after it started. The two years went, holy fuck, look at the size of him. Jacoby is just massive, mate. Um, listen, as what it is, love Darren Stewart, mate. He's always game for a fight. Ga- Jacoby was just too big, too strong. Um, and that, that was it, basically. Um, I'd love to see Darren Stewart maybe get a run at um, Cage Warriors, maybe get a run there. Um, well, I think that's, there. for me, that's probably the kind of thing Cage Warriors are missing. They're missing the... Uh, the experienced guys who maybe don't make it elsewhere, don't make it in the UFC, try and pull them back to fighting cage warriors and make and use their name they, to sell shows. They had a few that Dalby went back, you know, fucking... Uh, they were selling... Ma- Darren Stewart, I don't think, no matter if he wins the cage warriors title and keeps it for 10 years, is ever going to get signed with the UFC again. No, I can't see it. I can't see it. But, I mean, guys like Mads Burnell as well, do you know what I mean? These are guys who have come back and done it. And, you know, it is definitely worth looking at. It's definitely... I mean, he still lives in London. It's maybe something... Um, that the, the cage warrior should be. T- I'd imagine fucking your man uh, Graham Boylan's picked up the phone already, but I'm, I'd be amazed if he hasn't and said, "Listen, come on, I'll get a five fight deal, um, couple of wins, and you'll get a shot at the belt." I mean, I can't even remember who the middleweight title is. It's with cage warriors, to be honest. 
No, I can't remember who. I'm sure it didn't go fought with last one of the last defence or something. Can't remember. It used to be. Was it no? It was fucking. It was Mason Jones. Oh, do you know who it is? It's big fucking Matt the Beast Bonner. Oh fuck, I because he won it the last time, didn't he? I'm talking rubbish. It wasn't Mason Jones. Mason Jones had a welterweight. Uh, right. Okay. Um. Yeah, listen, I, I hope I hope so, mate. I really do. I really hope that um you know, he can come back because I'd love to see him fight. Obviously I love watching him fight, whether he gets beat or not. It's um it's always good to watch him. But it's know. always good fun, mate. That's the main it thing. Yes. Um a couple of good finishes. Obviously Abdul Razak, Al Hassan and Pat Sabatini, both of them pretty spectacular, to be fair. Al oh, Hassan, is that not his first strike? Aye, it was the first thing the first thing either of them threw really, was it no? One one kick, one 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 and done, literally one and done. Um mm. it was aye. Fucking sensational fucking head kick knockout, man. It, it was like shedding to fucking basically see it. it was just ah unbelievable, mate. Um he's always good for Al Hassan. Boy of those ones, every time he's fighting, he stick a tether on for the knockout because it'll probably make come up at some point. The chance that will always come up. He's got uh, he's got a good chance of that man, he definitely has. Definitely has. One other thing to talk about, we'll probably not talk about Martinez and Aldrich, but we'll talk about uh, Wellington Turman versus Sam Alvey, because it's safe to say Big Sam wasn't smiling at the end of... Um, he definitely was not happy, Bunny, was he? He was fucking... He was fucking... He was fuming, man. I think if you'd yeah. have let him out of the cage, I'd probably ragdolled a couple of fucking judges. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. I agree. And although... Can maybe, I don't know, can I see why he was annoyed? Maybe, but at the end of the day, see if you watched that fight, right, with no commentary and didn't look at any of the fight stats, Wellington Turman won every single one of their rounds. When you look at the fight stats, it's a lot closer than what you think. But watching that visually, for me, I scored it, I scored it 30-27 minus the two. That was how I scored it, but I didn't score it any other way. There was no even any doubt in my mind. It wasn't as if I went, oh, one of their rounds was really, really, really close. The last one was probably the closest to a lot, and Maybe could have went the other way, but it wasn't close enough for me. I, 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 I don't know. I was you thinking? I wasn't I that. Think, I think the last round probably was what thingy that for me regarding. I must say it was a dodgy. It wasn't dodgy in any way because I can understand why you would pick well and win that fight. Because yeah. for me, he probably did win all three rounds. But if you're going to have an argument with any of the rounds, it's going to be the third. And if right. Sam Alvey wins that third round and Turman gets two points off, then. Fucking Sam, Sam Alvey obviously wins a fight. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe the only thing I can think Sam Alvey's thinking. I've won that third round. He's took two points off. I've won this fight by fucking pure jamminess because even the second I poke and alliterations, I poke that fucking just brushed his eyebrow, I think aye. the second one. The second one, but the first point deduction. Aye. Aye. I mean, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't poke him in the eye. No, it brushed his eyebrow, I think, with all the things. The first one and the third one were pretty bad. I'm not denying that. The first, the first one was bad. I thought the third one was soft. It's not soft. He poked him in the eye, but... See, to be fair, the thing is, when fucking Turman said to the referee, my fingers were pointing up, and I was like, aye, bullshit. And then you watch the replay, his fingers were pointing up until literally the last... He puts his hand on Alvi's fucking forehead with his fingers pacing up and then brings Alvey, his hand down. The thing is, Alvey can I move back and obviously if your hand's on it, it's going to slap, you're going That's to eventually it. want to get you. Can, you've nothing literally you can do about it. No, but then he shouldn't have his, fat, he shouldn't have his fingers like that. I don't want... Do I have an issue with two points getting taken? 
Um, I've seen guys getting away with two eye pokes, no problem. He only got away with one. I know he had loads of warnings, but it's this consistency with refereeing, mate. You've seen guys get away with two, three, uh, two low blows, three low blows, and normally what happens is if you do like two eye pokes in the one round, you would lose a point. But the first one was in the first round, and the last two were in what the, the second, no, the third round, weren't they? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, th- I feel as if there was enough. There was maybe the best part of ten. Eight or nine minutes between the eye pokes. I don't know. I, I felt as if it was harsh to take two, but pff, uh, the whole thing's just fucked, man. Um, Sam was not happy, as we said, and I thought Turman won all three rounds. So Turman still won it, my card, to be honest. Yeah, as I said, I wouldn't have any arguments with that. It's just that it was, I think it was Alvi's um, reaction and possibility. He's thinking, I've won that third round and then fucking um, two points off would have done the job. But like, Sam's no won a fight since June the 1st, 2018. The thing is, they probably like him because he's just game as fuck. Yeah, but there's got to be a certain stage where you go, come on, fuck. Um, yeah, I think I read somewhere that the only person ever going a longer run than that was fucking BJ Penn. Now, let's be honest, Sam Alvey is no level of a BJ Penn and what BJ Penn was before. No. You can understand keeping a BJ Penn because he is. BJ Penn, but yeah. this is Sam Alvey. This is a guy who's like really, mm-hmm. like he's never been involved in a title fight. He's never been anywhere near getting involved in a title fight. Don't get me wrong, he's good fucking fun, but I I feel bad saying this, but I hope we don't see Sam Alvey again. Not anyway. As nice a guy maybe he might be and he's a smiler and he's this and he's that. He's not adding anything to the division for me. He's not it's not as if you see Sam Alvey and you go, fuck, Sam Alvey's fighting that'll be fun. I'd rather see Dan Stewart because you know somebody's at least getting fucking knocked out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So if Dan Stewart's getting released and surely fucking Sam Alvey's got to be released. Oh, and I'm not so. going to be detriment to any man's career and anything like that, but if you just go on the basis of facts if Dan Stewart can get released for losing what, three out of five or four out of five, whatever it was, mm-hmm. what the fuck does Sam Alvey do after losing fucking, well, there's no one for seven fights, sorry, shall we say, so. Either draw in the middle, didn't he? Aye, so, look, I'll be surprised if we see Sam Alvey again. I hope, for the sake of competition within that division, we don't see Sam Alvey again, but you never know. The UFC think they seem to have a hard one for him anyway. Right. Moving swiftly on, um, we'll run. We'll do one first, right? So the only reason we really want to talk about one championship um, is because it's called Empower. And it's called Empower because it's at the first. So is it the first ever all-female card in major MMA? Other that than, I'm not sure about because it depends what level you want to call Invicta. Well, I was just going to say other than Invicta because Invicta is a women's only promotion. So shall we say? I- and mix mix sex promotions. My guess would be would be um, I can't I can't imagine the Bellator or the UFC have ever done it. And no. PFL have obviously never done it because of the way their tournament works. So I, I would imagine that is the first ever major properly major MMA organization to do a, a full female card. I think it's brilliant, man. Like it's it's about time. Um, if you've got enough female fighters to meet and they're all fit enough and you can get more ready enough. I mean, there's nine fights on this, mate. There's a championship fight on it. Um, there's some lassies with some crazy records. 8-0 and o fighting the lassies 23-8. and eight. That's just nuts. 
there's obviously Mai Tai and kickboxing on this as well. There's they always do they mix it in, but um, I just it's just oh. a good good thing to have, mate. The four four one fifteen fights on the main card are all part of the um, is it there is one fifteen the atom weight? Aye, the atom weight were a Grand Prix, so they were oh, a Grand Prix, Prix for that. So they they were a Grand Prix for that. Um, the belt obviously going forward, so there's some cracking fights on that. Um, fair text on it as well and stuff like that. Um, so that should be that should be good fun, man. Um, and obviously the main event is the flyweight champion, the flyweight championships on the line. So, but it should be good fun. One's one of these ones as well. You see, obviously a good fight, it's always a good laugh, and you always get some interesting finishes as well, which is always good. So um, it's like it's like cage wars. It's hard to get a bad fight in one championship, and it's. On the app, so it's so easy to watch. So just get it downloaded and fucking watch it Friday afternoon. I'm on a back canter. It's Friday. It's uh, YouTube as well, isn't it? Maybe on YouTube as well. Um, it's eight thirty Eastern in America as well. About half one here, why not? So half one in the afternoon. If you don't work a Friday afternoon, you're sitting bored. Download the One Championship app and watch some of this, guys. Because honestly, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Um, plus, it'll get everybody involved for One Championship for when Dan Hardy fights against John Wayne Parr. That'll be fun. Mm. Right, UFC for this weekend. Obviously, this. Oh, by the way, before we go any further, we missed out in PFL for last weekend. Obviously, there was one UK representative who we probably should have spoken about. All right, I forgot about it. Um, Brendan Lockney. Brendan Lockney, yeah, unfortunately, was on the losing end of his result. Yeah, it was probably a pretty. Dis- it was, even though it was a split decision, it was probably a pretty decisive loss. To be honest, it's a shame for Brendan because I was really hoping he was going to go into that final and. Pick himself up and needs to be checked and push on elsewhere. But um, aye, I'm interested to see what happens with Brendan because I think he could get picked up elsewhere. Maybe yeah. a certain day I wait, may go on the phone and go, oh, I'm sorry, Brendan, why you come and sign for me? And Brendan will tell me, fuck off. That'd be funny as fuck if he did. Mm. Right, UFC uh, Brunson versus Till, UFC Fight Night 191 and UFC on ESPN plus 49. Headlined by Darren Derek Brunson versus Darren Till originally supposed to be contested in London but moved to Vegas. Um, yeah, there's a lot of British interest on this, not as much as we hoped for. Um, I was I probably just, about four weeks ago the greatest card involving British fighters ever put on. Yeah, I, think about I would, I would, have, I would agree, mate. You look at the the fights that's come off. You know, you've got. Uh, Lauren Murphy's off. I know Charles Jordan's fighting somebody else, but you've got Lerone Murphy off, Nat Woods off, Paul Craig's off, Mark Jacasey's off. Okay, Jack Shore's still on it. Molly McCann's on it. Um, and Kalaev Uzdemir was supposed to be on it as well, oh, originally. And Kalaev uh, versus Uzdemir would have been absolutely superb. Perez um, match there was supposed to be on this as well. That's been rescheduled. I mean, it was just, it was a sensational card and if they'd be able to put that on in London in front of a full auto arena that would have been fucking insane yeah it would have been it would have been been some some card mate to be honest anything with Darren Till on it's always you know a winner um, because he's just the way he is Um, but listen it's stacked from top to bottom some of the fights are good some of them are a bit meh but most of them are like I'm buzzing to see them Um, I guess we should talk about big Darren raw dog yeah, it's this is when this, this is obviously set up for Till for me. This is a set up. This is a going fucking. It's not saying it's going to be easy in any way, shape, or form because Dead Brunson gets you down. It can keep you down quite easily, but if you're darn Till, you can get up quite easily as well. So, 
thing is, the, the way I see it, right, I was thinking about this, and I was like, Darren Till every day of the week, and then I did a wee bit of kind of looking at it and stuff like that, right? And he fucking, he derailed Heinish, because Heinish was in a bit of a tear. He derailed Shabazian, and he derailed Kevin Holland after Holland's impressive run. This guy's no mug, mate. Okay, he had a couple of tough losses to Jacare and Adesanya, but that's two. Look at the four losses he's had in the last like seven years. Whitaker, champ, well, kind of champ. Anderson Silva, one of the best to ever do it. Jacare, one of the best to ever do it. And Adesanya, the current champ. This guy seems to get a bad rap, and I'm probably one of them, by the way. I'm not a massive Brunson fan. Um, I don't think this is as easy or as walkoverish as some people are saying for Darren Till, if I'm honest with you. No, I don't say that. I think definitely it's not. Um, it's definitely not an easy fight. I think he could probably make it easier on himself. I think he's got ways down till that he probably could. And as I said, he's quite good with getting up. He's not exactly the easiest guy to get down or keep down. No. Um, as good as Derek Brunson is at that part of his game. Um, if Darren maybe can keep things at range and make sure Brunson stays away type thing and doesn't let him catch him, then definitely Darren Till can can go win this fight. Uh, to be honest, at this moment in time, the way things are in the world, arguably put himself into a title fight. Um, I know what a cut, what a should be, has to be, as yep. as the next fight within that division. That is the next title fight, but. The way things are in the world and stuff, uh, if they can't, if UFC can't get into Australia or New Zealand to make the fight happen, I don't see Whitaker travelling because of the, the hassles that he had the last time he came out of of Australia. Yeah. Uh, whereas Israel Adesanya doesn't have the the family ties, he doesn't have that kind of thing that he's going to be stuck in a hotel for two weeks, or whatever it is, in, a, in New Zealand having to quarantine, that's not yeah. going to bother him. He's just going to sit there with fucking Netflix on and just chill for fucking two weeks. There's Rob Whitaker doesn't want to do that. No, so family. He's got a family. So if Israel Adesanya wants to fight again probably before the end of this year and defend his title mm-hmm. and Darren Till goes out and makes a statement win over Derek Brunson this weekend, there's no doubt in my mind probably in the next couple of weeks we'll hear Darren Till versus Israel Adesanya for the middleweight championship of the world. What if it's the opposite? What if Brunson goes out and knocks Till out in the first round? Dead Brunson's not going to harm. He's no. not going to get a title fight because Adesanya's beaten him already and beaten him for one round comfortably, knocked him out. But then Adesanya says he's quite happy to lap the field again. So if that's the fight, that's the fight, surely. Yeah, but I still don't think that'll happen. I think there's... I think we said this before with other fights and you go, all right, if he beats him, he gets a title shot, but if he beats him, he doesn't get a title shot. And this is the exact same thing, situation for me. If Derek Brunson, because Darren Till is sitting seventh in the rankings as well. If you look at a rankings point of view, Derek Brunson's sitting fifth. So if Brunson beats Till, that's expected. That's supposed to happen. What about Cannonier? Well, I think if, I don't know if Brunson and Cannonier fought previously. No. Don't think so, right? So if Derek Brunson beats Darren Till, then that's probably the fight you make in there. But if Darren Till wins the fight, then that's a straight away. Adesanya can basically do what he wants. He's the main man. If he decides, well, fuck it, that's good enough to fight for the title. Dana, go and get me Till. Go and get that fucking deal signed. Let's make it happen. I think what, that what, could happen. My point wasn't Brunson versus Candy. My point was, what about Adesanya versus 
can you? If the Whitaker thing doesn't come off. Why why does why does Till jump that queue? Because he's darn Till. Mm. It's like Conor McGregor had beaten Dustin Poirier. Conor McGregor will be fighting for the title next. Doesn't matter, it's the name. It's who he is, it's the character that he portrays and how he brings it forward. Darn Till's got that similar thing. Mm. Um and it's a more interesting fight for Israel Adesanya, let's be honest. Darn Till talk to talk as well and he'll give it by and he'll have a bit of banter between the two of them and it would all be good fun. It would just make an interesting fight. Um, there's no doubt maybe Cannonier Brunson would deserve the fight. Mm-hmm. Possibly if maybe Brunson beats Cannonier or Cannonier maybe goes and fights Osifatori versus Costas next. So maybe, I don't know when that fight's getting made. Maybe if Brunson does go and beat Till, you, be, you make Brunson versus Cannonier, you cost Vittori, the one of the two fights, maybe fight against each other to fight who, whoever wins the title, whoever's holding the title after that. But I just yeah. think because who Darn Till is, straight in, that'll be him. Yeah. Um, it's just one of these things I just don't see. Brunson and Cannonier, they don't they don't have the, the characters as well, that's the thing. You could put MD in against Adesanya, it's, he wants a character, he wants somebody to bounce off of, he wants about something he just likes that kind of thing do you know what I mean so and Darn Tell is the man to give him that what about Big Tom <sighs> I love Tom Aspinall he, he's up there with Cyril Gann for me I think we could be watching Tom Aspinall versus Cyril Gann part 5 at some point I think these two guys could honestly go on and dominate that heavyweight division for a long fucking time Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Cyril goes, Cyril's been pushed quite quickly obviously he's interim champion already um, Tom seems to be taking his time a wee bit with that I don't I don't doubt my mind it wouldn't surprise me if Tom's been offered a top 10 fighter at some point to try and push him mm, don't know mate he's only fought three times mate I bet it's how he's done the three fights it's how it's so fucking easy to wear at times I don't know because Cyril not fought like fucking six times in the UFC now, so I'm not saying he's got to go first. He probably got at least three or four fights before he even gets anywhere near that. I'm just meaning a top ten guy. I'm talking who's sitting top ten around that division. Dawkins, Sakai, Tabura. Yeah, they three. There's three names that probably Tom Aspinall could probably go and fight. I don't know. I like the fact he's taking his time. There's two guys. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doubting that. I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm, it's, a, it's a good thing, but I don't do it your way. That's all I'm saying. I just think he's probably offers like that. There's two guys behind him in the rankings who he probably should be beating um, if he wants to go anyway because these are two young guys just like him. In fact, one of them I think is younger than he is. Um, I think it's uh, Spivak. Spivak knows just 26. Um, I actually really like Sergio Spivak as well, man. That's a tough one for me. I really like Spivak, but I don't care about him. Um, uh, listen, it's a good fight, but these two guys are two guys he could be he could be putting on his record and going, right, next, what's what's next? You know, I'm looking forward. I would just be taking him out whenever I would again, I would be like, just take give me the fights, I'll fight whenever. Let me know when it is, where it is, and I'll be there. Um Yeah, I just I love watching him man, he's brilliant. I mean he's sensational, the way he fights, the way how calculated he is, how good he's his boxing is and stuff like that. He's boxing, you can tell he trains with Tyson Fury, you can you can tell that he spars with Tyson Fury, man. His boxing is fucking off the chain. And the fact that even when you take him down, he's got the jiu-jitsu to fucking just strangle you or break whatever he does. He's, again, 
I go back to the Cyril Gann thing. He's an all-round mixed martial art, martial art mixed martial artist. Mm. Um, he's up there in that level, and it's he's a scary dude, man. I can't wait to see him fight on Saturday because he's just fucking so good to watch, and I think he's just going to be sensational. I think he's going to do it slowly. He maybe beats Bivak Saturday night. I wouldn't be surprised me if he goes like, "Well, oh, we're supposed to fight Pavlovich, so we're just going to that fight again anyway." Takes the young guys that are with him, takes the guys and go, well, you're supposed to be at the same level as me. Fuck off, I'm going to go and fucking beat you. Yeah, I'm going to put you in your place, you're behind me for a reason, mate. You know what I mean? Aye. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if we would do something like that, then push on. Um, if that's what he wants to do, batter in, man, get experience, he's not turning to. Yeah. He's still that's what I'm saying. Just take, just take these guys out, put them in their place, and that's it, move forward, mate. That's it, there's no rush. He's got time, that's the thing, he's got time. So, aye. What I mean, there's load. There's actually quite a lot on this card. I didn't really realise how much there was actually on it. That's quite good. You've obviously got such a big um, British. You get Bukowski. I know he's technically Lithuanian, but he's British. Paddy, um, Molly, Jack. You know, you've got all these fighters on it. Um, David Zawada's German as well, so I suppose that's European. We'll take that and all. Um, Charles Jordan. He's got a French name. Fuck it, we'll have him and all. Um, Mark, Mark Andre Barrio. He's got a French name. We'll take him and all. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot on this card to be fair. Mate, yeah, for me, Paul, well, I'll stand out as Paddy Pamlet just to see how good Paddy really is. Um, it's as what it is, man. You know, he's been fighting the cage warriors all the time, he's taking his time, blah blah blah. He obviously off the contract a while back, he knocked it back, had a few more fights with cage warriors, and now he's finally here. So, um It'll be mental to see Paddy in the UFC. He's, he's not going to do anything in a normal way. He's going to be fucking mental and hopefully we fly in triangle at some point because he fucking loves him. If you do not know who Paddy Pimblet is, right, Google his finish against Alexis Savidis. It's probably one of the single best submission finishes I've ever seen. Um, literally unreal. Um, I didn't know he'd beaten... Uh, Julian Arosa at Cage Warriors. Did you see that? Oh, aye. It's five years ago. It was a while ago. But I could win back then. Aye, exactly. Um, yeah, no. If you if you you don't know anything about him, go and look at that finish of Savidis. Um, yeah, it was lovely. It was a great finish. Um, Mo- Molly on this card as well, fighting Gion Kim. Tough fight for Molly, man. Um... Hopefully she'll come through it because we really like Molly, man. Molly's just good. She's good fun, good laugh. Oh, she's lost her last two. Um, I think she won with three in the bounce before that as well. So she was on a wee bit of form until she lost to Santos and uh, obviously lost Procopia as well. Um, hopefully she's the Brazilian thing. She doesn't like fighting Brazilians. I mean, she's fought Lipsky, so that talks that pish. Um, and Cachoeira as well. So I'm talking her. She's been having four Brazilians to fight. Mm. They bother. Butter and Molly going, there's four Brazilians to go and fucking fight. Mm. Um, aye, so hopefully she's come out. She's always good fun, Molly. She likes to swing out, swing her arms, fucking get, get towed in and try and fucking hit somebody as much as she can. So hopefully she comes out with the exact same mindset on Saturday night and hopefully picks up the win against Gion Kim. Charles Jordan, Julian Arosa's at 150. I can only think that's a latest notice number, maybe. Give him a wee bit of... I love... Uh, Jordan was supposed to fight Lerone Murphy. 
Last week I rose a step, Danny's went like the only he's only well day is we'll do it one fifty. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. The last Brit on the card, Jack Shore. The man with the skills to pay the bills. Yeah, I mean is he the best British prospect? Or would you say guys maybe like Arnold Allen's maybe ahead of him? Or do you think he is, you know, the main British prospect in the UFC? I think if you're looking at a level of fighter and how good his all-round skills are, I think him and probably Tom Aspinall are the two that are miles ahead in an all-round skill set type of thing. Um, without doubt, the guys who are coming through, again, are guys maybe who have just signed with the UFC in the last year or so, Jack Shore is fucking, he's immense, mate. He's, his skill set is unbelievable. Nobody really wants to fight him. I think this is third different guy he's supposed to have for this fight as well. Obviously, fought Hunter Azure back in April, split decision, but he's just immense, man. 13 and 0, he's got everything. His striking's pretty shit hot. Obviously, his jiu-jitsu is fucking tremendous as well. 14. What did I say? 13. What did I say 13? I don't know what I did there. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I did there. Um, so, I look, I can't wait to see Jack either. Um, I feel a bit sorry for you, the Canadian boy. It'll be interesting to see how the fight goes, but you've got to fancy Jack to go and get a business done, and man, and fucking walk away and make his name. It's a tough decision he's in, that's all the thing, man. That bantamweight division is so, so stacked. So. We were talking about it earlier on, weren't we? We were just saying it's like straight. Oh no, sorry, that was the fellas we were talking about. Uh, but no, the bantamweight is stacked as well, mate. You know, look at the, the guys at the top of that tree waiting to fight for the title and stuff like that. It's nuts, mate. So maybe it's just as well he's taking his time, you know, taking the fights in, enjoying it, because he's only 26, got a couple of years left. There's a couple of years before he maybe wants to think about making a push, depending on how it all goes. So be interesting to see. Yep, definitely will be, man. Emperor on, on this jump, anything else on this jumping out at you? I think Langbilla versus Barry will be good fun. Just two guys that want to punch fuck each other, so I think that'll be good fun. But um, as I say, I'm just disappointed with no go to the Brits on the card. I think that would have been tremendous. Paul Craig versus Gus, man, that was just you're delighted that fight's not happening there because you can't and you don't need to be splitting two. But well, I'm I'm not really delighted. I would I'd love to watch them fight. I'm much more delighted. I would have been much more delighted had this been on this card and it got moved to Vegas because if this was in London two weeks before my wedding and I couldn't go to London to watch this, I would have probably cried myself to sleep for a fortnight, mate, I'm not going to lie. That's my two, that's probably two of my all-time favourite fighters, you know, Paul Craig, Scottish, always what sports Scottish, and Gus, the reason I get into MMA is Gus, he was the guy, mate, he, that Jones fight literally was what sucked me in, I know everyone says, oh, he must have been McGregor, but yeah, McGregor to an extent, because it was much more mainstream, but Gustafson Jones was the fight, and I've always loved Gus, so I'm glad it moved to Vegas, I'm probably even more glad that they're not fighting each other now, because... I would have been gutted not to see it. But yeah, I'm um, gutted, mate, because it would have been brilliant. It would have been class, man. Right. Oh, restart laptop, no thanks. Um, moving swiftly on um, to news. We're done. Um, oh, if anybody's interested, right? If anybody's interested, we do predictions every week. And just because we're in September now, we don't really talk about it very much. Um, I currently have a an average lead over mark of four percent, and I've called fourteen correct decisions more than him over the what 
30 events we've had this year so far, so or 29, I've, I mean, I'm doing great. Just if anybody's interested, you know. You know the one that is. Oh, che- fuck off, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> right, shall we? Aye, go for it. Hit me with your right, news. Is the, of the week is Alex Cowboy Oliveira versus Nico Price, because I think that is an absolute fucking beauty. That is just get fucking fireworks written all over it in one way or another. Somebody's coming out there, but coming out of that octagon without their head, I think that is just fucking amazing. Mate, I think that's a lot more one-sided. I think I think Nico Price is going to kill Cowboy. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think Cowboy's probably kind of in the last stage of his career. Um, I think maybe probably Nico will come through and win the fight in the end, but I think it'll be maybe as good fun anyway for as long as it lasts. I think there'll be a lot of blood to the canvas, meaning he changed after that fight, hopefully. Mm. That's my hope anyway. Um, run quickly through the fight announcements. Jessica I versus Andrea Lee is in the works for November. Um, another Scott has got a fight announcement. Um, looking at Casey O'Neill versus Antonina Shevchenko. Lovely. It's a good step up for Casey, man. That's mm. that's quite a big step up. Um, I know Antonina's maybe. I think she's lost her last couple, if I'm correct. I lost her last fight anyway. Um, I'm trying to remember, but anyway, so that's a that's a good step up for Casey. Man, and also try to push her because she is fucking dynamite to be fair. So you can't deny why they wouldn't do that. Uh, what else have we got? Nunez versus Pena has been rescheduled for two sixty nine December. In December, I so we're looking at that for then December eleventh. That'll be the main event. Well, that'll be roughly. I wonder if we'll get a wee fucking kind of New Year's pipe card. Maybe. A wee whole mini number, because that's quite early on in December, isn't it? Yeah, we, we, you'll get one. We get one the week before Christmas, you'll get one the following weekend, we're not the 18th. I've got a card, but I'm talking about a pay-per-view. We used to do a pay-per-view when it was New Year, didn't we? Mm, a New Year The first of first of January is a Saturday night. That'd be tremendous if we put a pay-per-view on that Saturday night, wouldn't it? On a first of January? Aye. Oh, that'll be great because the only place I'll ever be on the first January is on my couch vegetating. So that'd be fucking tremendous. Anyway, we'll fucking get away from it. Oh. Um, we spoke earlier about Ankara Haya versus Uzdemir. was supposed to be on the September 4th card. That has now been announced to go to 267. Um, so that just makes that card fucking absolutely more insane than it already was. Um it is lining up to be one of the greatest cards of all time, 267, to be honest. Um, it's a sensational-looking card, and I'm fucking buzzing for it. Um, I think there's other fights. I think Gaethje versus Chandler when you it was happening, but it's been officially signed. Um, fuck, I'm mixing up with 268, my bad. Hey, 267's fucking ridiculous. Makachev, RDA, Volk. Yeah, it's still, it's still ridiculous. Aye, I've just mixed it up with 268. I've got my crossed wires, but um, see for these two cards, because they're just basically, what, a week apart? Mm-hmm. They're fucking... It's still, unbelievable how good they fucking two cards are, man. Still doesn't make sense, to be honest, but... Uh-huh. They must have a thing to vote in it, and I'll... But it's not pay-per-view 267, so I don't know what they're doing. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, like, they're se- it's like they're selling it to the people in Abu Dhabi. As a pay-per-view, but it's not actually going to be. No, no, it's all about strange that one. Um, fuck it. Um, Dan Hooker versus 
Hack past? Yeah. How did what? that slip past? What? Why? Like, I just, I don't know. I was confused by that line when I seen it get announced. I went, what? You for real? Is that what it? Hmm. But yeah, strange one. And Frank Edgar versus Marlon Vera for 268 at the start of November as well. Because mm, apparently O'Malley said no. So, that's an all beauty of a fight, but that should be a good fun. Did, um, did you read the story about Sean O'Malley? What one? I've been saying no to Frank Edgar. No. Basically said, he doesn't want to fight in New York, so he doesn't want to pay taxes. That's it. Basically, that's it. Um, he said the taxes are too high. So he wasn't fighting in New York. He says if Frank Edgar wants spanked, Frank Edgar can come in Vegas. <laughs> Boys get some balls on him, man. That's weird. I like him at times, and other times I just want to punch fuck out his face. He can be really annoying. Um, last one, no other one. The one I wanted to announce was fight announcement was Bellator announces his return to Dublin. Hmm. Um, I'll be headlined by James Gallagher versus Patchy Max. When is that? That's November 5th. That's the night, bef- the night before 268, then? Yep. Yep, night before 268. So, um, we card in Dublin. That could be interesting. Um, Peter Quilly has got, oh, sorry, I'll say Pitbull has got a rematch against Peter Quilly yep. on the same night as well. So, um, the other Pitbull. The other Pitbull, so aye, that'll be interesting in Dublin. And then only the last week, but there was a couple of fighters got released, which one of them wasn't surprised at me, but the other one I was. Um, Damian Meyer finally got released in his, in his career, that's him finished. And Jimmy Rivera? Yeah, but Jimmy's not been very active, has he? I thought he's fought quite a lot, is it not? I don't think so, mate. No, 32. It's not as if he's fucking past he fought, he fought in February. Last fought July last year. Twice in 2019. I don't know. He's maybe just not... He's not that active. Four fights since September 2018. It's not a lot. I know, but I still... I just, I just thought that seemed harsh, to be honest. But there we go. Um, aye. So that's your lot. That's That's us, mate. Happy days. Right. Thanks as always for listening, guys. We do appreciate it. Um, hit us up on socials inside Cage MMA, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the show. Anything you'd like to see us talk about or add, or if you think we talk absolute crap, please let us know. Because until somebody pulls us up for it and tells us we're talking crap, we're not going to stop. So, yeah, enjoy the fighting this weekend. As I said, try and check out one championship. We will for watch. I mean, it's on Friday afternoon. If you don't work afternoons on Friday, get it watched. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Have a good week. Catch you next time.